0: Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to our series on singleness at the online pastor. I'm super excited, which is excited and terrified about this particular series. I have wanted to talk about it for a while. I have also felt a bit vulnerable about it just living it out myself trying to figure out what does it mean to follow Jesus? in a culture that tells you a lot of different things about what it means to be single and uh, healthy and happy. And I just have watched as uh, many of you have come to me and shared stories. And so I think it's time to just rip off the band-aid and rather than have the single series be a part of like The family series in a church or on relationships and we get a one-off, I'm like, let's talk about all things single. And when I say that, you're going to hear some definitions in the future of what I mean. But just to be clear, basically, if you are not married, I'm counting you as a single. There are many reasons why we need to talk about this topic in the church I just am seeing more and more people who are single longer and later in life. And so many are running their own homes, they have careers, and they are still on their own. And some of them are happy being on their own, others are still waiting. Also, the numbers are showing the divorce rates in the church are pretty similar to those outside the church. We have more and more single parents in our communities, we need to talk about how we journey with singles that aren't just never married, but also married with, were married with kids. And then just even in my own story, which has um, just highlighted for me the need to release this is watching my mom lose her husband and she's not even 60 yet. And her comment a couple times in the last year to me has been, oh, you have more experience at this, referring to being single than I do not a comment i would have ever thought or morally wanted to hear uh, from your mom but to me it's actually just highlighted the importance of people's awareness in the church about the different types of singles there are in the church the tensions and the um i would say some of the burdens they carry because of their particular situations i also want to give you a heads up that i don't claim to be an expert i have had the privilege of journeying with a lot of people. The wisdom that um, and the conversation that I share, any analogies or stories I give, those are are things I have learned from people, but I have mixed up details on purpose. I don't want people feeling like, oh, if we meet with Amanda and tell her a story, am I going to end up on her podcast? Not my purpose, so I will say that as a heads up, trying to honor people's stories and confidentiality. And the other thing is, I'm probably going to say some things that you disagree with, which I think is great. Go study the word of God and go have discussion with your own community. I just believe that one of the biggest issues with um, with singleness, particularly in the church, is that many of us feel quite isolated. And I want to use this podcast as a way for you to rip off the bandaid of that conversation so maybe I can say some of the things that you've been thinking about and would love to talk about with your friends, married or single, and just needed a reason. And so I want to be that person. So have at it, like pass it along, share it, get some discussion growing, because I really believe that intimacy and community is going to be even more critical growing, um, going forward. And finally, I just want to say this, it's my passion when it comes to discipleship and spiritual formation. Uh, to really ground you in the word. But even more importantly, I think to teach you how to think that is why I call myself a Bible mentor. Because I think that we have more information than ever before we have access to it. And I don't think it's always helpful to say here's what to think. But how do we think about engaging with this topic or This theme. And so some of it might be frustrating. I may not provide straight answers for you. Maybe that will frustrate you. I really want to teach you how to think about it or really ask, hopefully, some good questions that you can go and talk about with your people. It doesn't need to be with me. I want to encourage you. This is really, uh, yeah, launching point for you in your relationship. So, with that very long intro, let's get into our series and off we go. Hello friends, thanks for joining us again as we continue to talk about singleness in our podcast series, a topic that is near and dear to my heart and one focus for today really simple is the topic of benefits of being single and why I am passionate about this is because I just believe that there are way more benefits of being single Then what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 7, you know, you can focus on ministry in the life of Jesus um, and being with Jesus and walking with Jesus in a way that you can't if you are married or in relationship or have a family. But I have to tell you, if you have any church background, um, this is the part that I think we don't do a service to singles when we don't talk about benefits that are greater than just this focus. In fact, I believe that by only focusing on that one Corinthians 7 passage, we tend to maybe um, make people feel guilty if they don't enjoy singleness Um, or if people are not in ministry or people are in ministry like myself. I struggled to be like, why don't I feel greater joy at this life of ministry that I get and Paul kind of talks about how great it's supposed to be in 1 Corinthians 7 in that passage. And so if you're not familiar with that passage, I'd encourage you to go read it because I do think there is some good stuff in there. Paul is right. But I want you to know, and this is why this particular topic irritates me and also like inspires me so much, is when Paul is writing that in 1 Corinthians 7, and I say this in another um, podcast on the gift and of singleness and the gift of marriage, is that He legit thought that Jesus was coming back like soon, like ASAP, like it's one of the first books he wrote, um, or one of the first letters he writes in the early church that we have record of. And he's just so convinced that Jesus is going to come back soon. And so he is on fire for just like getting people to focus on the kingdom ministry and like telling the world about Jesus I don't want to dismiss it as a valid observation because of that. But I think that it's worthwhile to understand context before we go telling everyone who is single that, oh, you, you know, yet the invitation is like, you can just focus on your life of ministry. And here's why I would say that it hasn't done us any service because the amount of people I know who engaged with this sort of, um, mindset while they were single, never learned good boundaries, um, good self care, learning to leave reserves in the tank for people that they love. They did not learn that as a single person. And so suddenly we have someone who, you know, spent a lot of time forming habits and expectations with that kind of mindset, getting into relationship and getting married and maybe even staying in ministry. And I don't wonder why Uh, some people in ministry, like their family really suffers. And so this is just my little uh, soapbox around why it's really important that when people are single to encourage us to continue to live a well, I don't even know if I like the word balance, but like a life that is not just so all in um, to our careers. So that being said, I do want to talk about the benefits of singleness. And one of the The reasons I want to talk about the benefits of singleness is because marriage is so heralded in the church as like the way of the kingdom or has been in history that it has been hard for singles to find their place in the kingdom when you are not having a family, a nuclear family. And I am sad for this both being growing up in the church, um, being the recipient of sort of like this expectation that I get married and that has not happened yet. And then at the same time, I'm also sad for that as a pastor. um, I try to live a life that is full and I believe that um, the Lord has called me to live in a certain way as a single because he's given me this position of leadership That being said, uh, we're also going to talk about some of the cons of being single. just want to be really real with you. And for those of you who are listening, I think you probably can think of more benefits and more cons. This is not an exhaustive list. This is just some of the things that I have thought about. And if you are married, the reason I'd encourage you to listen to this is because I think, particularly if you got married young, (laughs) you can forget... um, some of the benefits maybe that you never even got to experience because you did get married young. And so you can encourage your friends who may be older now and waiting to um, engage and live in these benefits. And so, yes, we'll just start off. I have about 10 listed. Who knows? Maybe I'll come up with more. But I think the first benefit worth noting again is that you can have a singular focus on your work. Yes, that's from 1 Corinthians 7. I'm going to say We all live in ministry if we're called into the kingdom. And so whether you're a teacher or whether you are a social worker or whether you work as a librarian in the public library, like you bring the light of the kingdom. And I think there is an ability there when you don't have family commitments or, you know, outside of that 40-hour work week, you really can focus. And I think that... Because of that, this leads to the second benefit that I have had time to learn about myself, grow in my own self-awareness and skills because I had the time to. Uh, my, My resources weren't taken up necessarily in the way that they would be in a relationship. Now, I am not saying that if you are in a relationship, you are not learning about yourself because I think... Being in a relationship is like holding up a mirror to yourself. So there is lots of learning you do in a relationship. But when I look at my own story, um, even if I can be honest and say the amount of counseling I've done, the amount of coaching I've done, there are just things that I got to invest in um, as pertains to both my work life, but also healing from um, wounds in my past that I think when you're in the throes of raising a young family, uh, you just don't have time for. And so I think that's a real benefit of being single. And I want to be clear here and say, I'm not saying work on yourself so you find the one, you know, like get ready for the one. Sure, that's a that's a side benefit. But you becoming your whole integrated, healed, spiritually on fire self, that is a kingdom model. And that is a model that was true for Jesus and true for Paul and other people in the Bible. And so I think understanding that your fullness comes as you discover parts of yourself. And when you're single, you have more time to do that. So that's the next benefit is just time. You have more time to invest in, um, I'm going to say skills, but even hobbies. I think when you get pulled into um, the the family and that kind of orbit and the rhythms and routines, time's pretty committed, Um, but there are many things that I have got to do in my life that I've got to learn that I have the ability to reflect on, uh, this comes partly even in one, another benefit is the ability to just like travel. Like I can kind of go whenever I want. Um, and yeah, I think that there is just time that's given, um, that is a real gift that you get to develop parts of yourself and discover parts of yourself. That's if you choose to use it. So I think that would be if you were a friend of someone who was single, I think that is a worthwhile um, encouragement to them is, and how I like to frame this coaching question is like, you know, if you believe, you know and if you knew that in X amount of years you'd get married, what would you wish you had spent your time doing now? And trust me, the answer isn't, oh, I, I wish I would not, I wish I would have just pined away and waited. Most people will come up like, oh, I want to learn a language. Oh, I want to live for six months in another country. Like, there are just things that you can do. You can pick up your life and you can leave. And I think that's really great. The other thing I will say about the benefit of travel, and I think this is a really important one that is not talked about often enough, is learning to travel by yourself. I do didn't realize how hard that is for people because i had the you know great luxury of living in a third world country for 2 years and i wanted to see places and i just refused to let the fact that not all my roommates or housemates wanted to go and so i would go away and i would go even away as what i now know as personal retreats but at the time i was like i'm so overwhelmed by all the people i just need Uh, Time to myself. And so I would literally take a bus to the Caribbean on a weekend and I would literally not talk to anyone for two or three days and quite happy. Unbeknownst to me, this was before the whole like quiet revolution about introverts. That was what I was doing. I was like, oh, I had a house full of people and I just needed some time away. And so I think those are the, that's another benefit you get to do is like to travel alone. You learn so much about yourself and even I think the resilience, like what you can do on your own, the decisions you make on your own. Uh, for me, like learning how adaptable I am, like do I travel best when I have a plan? Sort of, uh, you know, you make mistakes along the way and you learn actually even in the mistakes, you get some amazing time with people. I I have traveled with some great people I met on the way, and that was really fun. I also think that another benefit of being single is that you get invited into other people's families in a way that couples do not. I've even noticed this. So one of the habits I have in my job is that people will want me over for um, dinner often or like a meal, and I will ask them if I can take a guest. In fact, in one of my old uh, jobs, I it got to be such a cultural thing that people were like, "Hey, Amanda, we're having you for dinner, and you can take three people." And I just found that like when people are having a couple over or a family over, you kind of like put on—I don't even want to say airs—you just like tend to have a like a, a little more effort goes into it. When someone is having a single over, it's just kind of like, "Oh, it's just Amanda coming over," and like people really let all their stuff hang out, like and. Like psychology studies even show that, like, one person, particularly they've done this study with men and women, like, where there is a bunch of men hanging out and one woman's in the group, everyone will just continue to act like men and the woman's behavior will be expected to adapt, and vice versa. Like, if it's a bunch of women and there's a guy, the default is to just behave in kind of the majority. And the but as soon as you add another person, like, so if you're adding another female into a group of men, behavior changes. And so I think there's a really unique and special way in which I have gotten invited into people's families, uh, like special events, I would even say like Christmases um, that have just been really, really, really special um, and have connected me, I would say, with people a lot faster, particularly in ministry, Um, or if you're looking to build relationship, that that's quick. Like we're not having said couple over the Joneses. We're having like Amanda kind of like who really cares. Like she's just going to kind of go with us. And so I think that's just super fun. Um, the other thing I would say, and I wrestle with this, it's probably a, it is a benefit. I have learned to lean into it as a benefit. Um, but sometimes it feels to me like a con. So I'm saying a feeling statement there, but, um, people are invited into my process. Because I need people to support me, so I've just found a lot of the times couples really a lot of their support comes from their partner. I think that's good and appropriate. I'm not always convinced that the amount of it of support from the partner is healthy. Like I do think most couples having their own ha- like habits and um, even hobbies and um, friends can really add richness to their own relationship. Um, But I had to work at that early as a leader because I just realized like my role required a lot from me. I had a lot to learn in it. A lot of people were dependent on me. And so I needed to figure out who was the person I called when I had leadership questions? Who was the person I processed with when I had um, questions about like my particular area of ministry? Or who, who was the person I talked to about my emotional stuff? Or who's the person I talked to about like what God is doing? And a lot of those questions seem like, yeah, most of the time you would just default into a partner and I just had to work at that. And I'll tell you why this is important. Not only do I believe it will make me a better partner for my spouse should I get married, that's not the reason. <laughs> the primary reason is like as human beings, we're made to be interdependent. And I think as a single person, we can really, if we're not careful, be quite independent, insular, and selfish. And so I think it's really important, actually. It's just a beautiful way that people get to be with you in your life, and you get to stay connected. But also people feel like, and they do, they feel needed by you. They're certainly needed by me. I don't know where I would go without my ministry uh, peeps, without my leadership peeps, without my friends, without like the people I do life with. And so I just feel like, yeah, if you're single and there is such a great benefit because I'm watching, and I'm going to say this personal story, um, having lost my dad in the last year, I'm watching my mom now have to go through that process like 40 years ahead of me. Like I've had practice and she will say, you know how to do this better than me. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird (laughs) to think of that. She married my dad in her early 20s and um, was with him. And now has had to be like, oh, right. Like when I have questions about accounting, this is the person I call when I have questions about finance. Like, and I've just done all of that. I'm used to outsourcing. And so I think if you're healthy um, and you're willing to like, you know, create that space for showing people that they're needed in your life, you can really, it's just such a beautiful thing. It is your community can grow. I think another benefit of being single is um, just coming home and you don't have to have reserves for anyone. Like, we'll just call it out. Like, I can come home and I don't need to worry about making supper. I don't need to worry about like, oh, I had a tough day and now I got to like kind of turn up, you know, my love meter for my partner or my family. Um, There is a downside to that, which you can kind of is... I learned is I don't always take care of myself that it like, I don't actually save anything. That's something I've, I only have recently understood is that I don't always save the good stuff for me. I oftentimes would just give all the best and then not have any energy, but it didn't matter. Cause the only person it was costing, it was me and that's not healthy. So I think there's kind of a balance there. Another benefit, if we're just going to talk, you know, quite openly is that there's no compromise in how you have to spend your money you want to buy something, you do it. Um, you don't need to like negotiate. Okay. If I'm going to buy this, like, are you going to buy this or do we both want this or how are we going to save for it? Um, your money is your own. And so, um, I think that's like, that's just something that I, that I'm going to say I enjoy, but like, yeah, I think probably I'll have to learn, learn and work in. I think also, um, and I, and then I've kind of exhausted my list almost. Um, this, this one no one ever talks about and I did not realize how much of a benefit until I watched some friends who were married uh, go out and go home um, hunting and it almost broke up their marriage because long story short is they just realized they had such different expectations about what kind of house they would buy and who would be responsible for what I mean, when you're renting, there's sure like who's going to take out the garbage and like sort of, if I can say it, smaller, more mundane things. When you get into home ownership, there is all these questions of like, do you want a new house or an old house? Who's going to be expected when stuff breaks to either fix it or who's earning enough money that someone can be paid to fix it? Then you also think about your family history. Like was your dad handy or not? Because if he wasn't, then very likely you want to buy a newer house. You don't have to do anything. Whereas someone like myself grew up in an old house with a very handy dad. And so I don't mind doing that. And then do I expect to do it or does my partner expect to do it? Like, oh my goodness, like home ownership. If you're buying on your own, you just take on what you can handle. And so that is a very big plus, I would say, especially if we're just going to call it out that more people are single later. The final thing, and there's maybe more, and I can't believe I'm almost at like 20 minutes of benefits, but if you have more, please let me know. The truth is is there are many days where Jesus is the first person and the last person I talk to. And that is just a huge benefit. I think I don't realize the intimacy I have with him because that's just my normal. I don't have anyone else. And so I am very grateful that I get to spend the amount of time with Jesus that I do. And I had this moment with him a couple years ago when I was like, just like wrestling with like, why am I single? And I just felt the Lord was like, I just wanted more time with you. And so that comes back to our very first Uh, point that when you are single like your time really is with Jesus if you choose it to be and I just think there's something really beautiful and precious in that so there is my list of the benefits of being single and I think we need to speak these out more in the church I think we need to talk about them more in the church because we have to start to paint An alternative view of living you know in the kingdom being of the kingdom in this world when we don't have families in the way that we used to do I believe you know in in God's call to marriage God's gift of marriage I would say not called marriage gift of marriage I do but I also believe that singleness is a gift and I think it's important that we often spend some time reflecting on how it is a gift in order that we may encourage our friends to keep living in the fullness of the gift God has given them. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also, don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe. And also stay connected by finding us under the handle The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.